Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. It's time for your week daily look at the NBA and your Charlotte Hornets. It's time for the Hive O'Clock Alarm. Oh, that sounds amazing. Good morning, good day, Hornets fans on this Friday. That's that's good. It's April. That's good. Sun is shining. April 29th, right? Yeah. And the Hornets yeah. are still playing basketball. David, I'm Doug Branson, joined by David Walker. You're listening to the Hive O'Clock Alarm. It's Hornets Talk for the hardcore fan. David, does it get any better than this? It's pretty crazy, right? We're still going. We're still here, Doug. We're still here. This is only the second game six in Hornets playoff history. I know it's kind of wow. hard it's kind of hard to wow. believe, but all of the Hornets previous playoff success came uh, pre two thousand and two. And that was in an era where the first round was five games. So the Hornets have, have never won a a seven-game series. They have an opportunity to do that tonight in Charlotte against Miami. What do you expect in this game six? Well, I mean, I think the – well, first of all, the building's going to be electric. Doug. You're going to be in there. You're going to be part of that massive crowd just getting after it. So that's going to be a fun scene. I, you know, I, honestly, we talked about the, the Wade foul and the foul calls the other day. By the way, Bob, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt, but congratulations, because even though I still I still disagree with you and now the NBA on whether or not Cody Zeller fouled Dwayne Wade, uh, but the, the, the NBA has said, no, David is right. They released a, right. a statement that said David Walker was right and Doug Branson mm-hmm. was wrong. Um, eat it. I was like, wow, that's a really nice strong that's a really strong statement from the NBA and really personal for a, a tiny podcast like this, but that's what they did. Yeah. It was pretty decent of them to go to that level <laughs> and just point us out to the nation and the world. But um yeah, so so we talked a bunch about that. I, I didn't I just I did not expect it to, to blow up as it did. Maybe I wasn't aware when we, we recorded last, but man, that show's gotten a lot of attention. I think most people are acknowledging that that's not what cost the Heat the game. Even even Wade and, and Spolster and, and and guys on the team are acknowledging that. But I say all that to say, I think the Heat are going to be super aggressive uh, right out of the gate. So the Hornets have got to bring the same intensity they have for the last uh, three games. Doug. I mean, they've got to come out, like we said uh, on the show on Tuesday night, with the same defensive intensity. I think that's what starts it off with the Hornets. And not getting down early is another key that's been big for me this whole season. And they didn't do it in game uh, game five, <laughs> the last one. Yeah, they yeah, they, they started they started down eight two eight two, and then they had to call a timeout. But they did, and we've seen it time and time again this regular season, and a couple of times in this playoffs where they get to a bad they get off to a bad start. But whether it's mm-hmm inserting Jeremy Lin in on that first substitution or knocking down some threes as happened in game five, they've been able to find ways to counter punch. And so if the Hornets get down early, 
uh, in in game six, yes, they will have to find a way, whether it be through the the defense or offense, to uh, get back into that first quarter. You know, since going down 0-2, David, the Hornets have held the Miami Heat to 84.3 points per game, 38.6% from the field, and 33.3% from beyond the arc. So, David, if I were to go over and under with you, let's say 90 points for the Miami Heat in Game 6, what do you think? Do they get over 90 points? I mean, you got to take the under at this point. That's where all the trends are going. And they've had trouble getting up. And almost in the 80s, you know, for some of these games. So I'm going to go underdog. Are you feeling good about that? Not so fast. I'm going to go like Lee Corso here. I, I think this could be – I think each team is going to come into this game wanting to throw everything that they have at the other team offensively. And I don't – I mean, the teams – I think both teams are fatigued – and I think yeah. in the best of situations, both of these teams want to come in with defensive intensity and focus and energy. But I think there's going to be a lot of one-on-one basketball. And and I think that this could be more like the 109-106 victory the Hornets had in the last regular season matchup with the Heat than it, than it has been these kind of uh, knockdown drag-out uh, sort of 90s era playoff games that we've seen in the past couple of games. I could see high scoring games from Kemba and Lynn and Wade and Johnson. And, you know, the Hornets could even get back to going to Al Jefferson and seeing if he can find more success than he did against Hassan Whiteside. A lot of options for both sure. teams. But I, I think, you know, game six, a lot on the line for both of these teams. We said it uh, on the Thursday show. Even though the Hornets have the advantage at this point, it's still a must-win for both teams because the Hornets do not want to have to go back to Miami and that one o'clock tip time, David. They don't want that one o'clock tip time. They are they are not afternoon oh. people. I had not seen that. Oh <laughs> I'm gosh, breaking. No. I'm bre- sorry, David. I'm breaking news to You're you. Yes, news. tip time for that game seven is going to be one p.m. on Saturday. Seven. Or on Sunday. On Saturday? On Sunday. I'm oh, sorry. God, I was sorry. Like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a one o'clock tip the day after an eight o'clock tip. That hey, listen, back to backs. The Hornets have played well, well in back to backs. That might serve them. Yeah, you're right. But you talk a little bit about fatigue, and that's something we noted from the beginning. But, you know, this will be the third game this week, which is kind of crazy to, to say, I guess, in the playoffs, it obviously happens. But, and they've been traveling for all of those games. So, but, you know, like I said, I think the Heat are going to come out because their backs are against the wall. I mean, they, they have to win. I think you're right. It's a must win, obviously, for both teams. But a veteran group, um, an experienced group, and they are going to bring everything they've got. And you, I, they're going to be fired up, I think, from the get-go. But I think if the Hornets, you know, if the Hornets shoot 50% from three at home, I, I think that's going to be a game-changer because they haven't shot well from three until game five. And they needed all of them. But at home, I just think it's a different animal. And it gives the crowd an extra boost. They give this team an extra boost. So if they can hit the three like they were the other night, then uh, it could be a more high-scoring game. Yeah, the 12 three-pointers that the uh, Charlotte Hornets hit in Game 5, that's a franchise record. Wow. The previous record was uh, nine three-pointers in 2014 versus the Heat. So not even that's not even go. a that's not even a first run Hornets record. They hit nine of them. I, I think if if you remember in that 2014 series, Kimba Walker was we were getting a preview 
of what he had in store for uh, this season because he was money from beyond the arc. He just found a, a rhythm yeah. and a groove, and then two years later, he's been able to now consistently produce that that three point output. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully for the Hornets, he can do that again. And, and really, that's where it's the only place in Game Five that he was finding much success. Do you think that that Kemba and Lynn and Lee are going to have to shoot better at the rim to win this Game Six? I think that's where their strength has been, um, you know, especially uh, Lynn and Kemba, and they've been better at that all year. So, yeah, I think they're going to have to have some success in the lane because that's what's been giving Miami such fits. Um, so they're going to have to continue doing that. Courtney Lee, man, I mean, he just – he seems to be in the right spot the last two games, and he's he's playing well when exactly when you need him to. But, I, you know, again, I think Lynn and Kemba have really been so big in this series obviously. So I think they're going to be the keys to this game, putting more pressure with their speed on those Miami guards who are just having to, I mean, you know, Kim and Lynn can get wherever they want right now. So they've got to keep that up. Do you think they're going to pull something out because it's do or die time right now? Do you think they're going to pull something out to try and curb that uh, in game six? The, the, I'm sorry, the, the The heat, heat, I was, I was looking at this, I was looking at this Twitter question that I'm prepping. Sorry. Will the heat pull out something? I I don't think, I mean, we talked a lot about Tyler Johnson and and his possible impact and and trying to get to the rim on offense. I don't know really what he offers much in the realm of, of defense, but I, I think that the Heat are going to, if, if you know, anything, they pulled McRoberts off the bench. You know, yeah, and and if and I don't think that worked very well. So I think if anything, no. the Heat are going to simplify things, get more minutes for Wade and Johnson. I think Wade plays over forty minutes tonight, and they're really just going oh, yeah. to throw their best players at the Hornets offensively, and 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 see what happens. That's why I think it could be higher scoring because I don't. I think that. They're going to up the pace. They're going to get into their offense quicker and just try to throw their best of the best at the Hornets in this do-or-die game six. Yeah, Sorry, David, I was a little distracted because I wanted to get this Twitter question from one of our followers. John uh, retweeted a video that the Observer put up from, uh, pr- from the last practice, MKG doing some dribble drills. And the question yeah, yeah, from yeah, John yeah, is... Yeah, yeah. Should Charlotte advance to the conference finals? So we're talking uh, two rounds from now. This is looking way ahead. This is, this is speculation, and I love it. We love it. Uh, should Charlotte advance to the conference finals versus Cleveland? Chances are slim, but might MKG be ready? He says, he goes on to say, hear me oh out. <laughs> hear me out. Yeah. MKG hurt October 3rd, returns January 29th. That's four months. MKG hurt February 11th. We're closing in on three months. David, could MKG be back for a conference finals? I haven't even taken this <laughs> into the realm of possibility. Like, I, I don't no, know he can't. No, listen, it, it's not. I don't think it's going to happen because four months was way early. Four months was a miracle. We were we were we were yeah. dumbfounded that it happened because it seemed like a six month thing. It seemed like a full a possible full season kind of thing. Right. And now, you know, three months, I just don't think it's enough time because you look at that video and the one thing you notice is he's doing dribble drills. The, the shoulder is staying low. 
because the big thing with those injuries, yeah. you know, raising the shoulder to shoot. I mean, that's the big milestone because, you know, getting that full rotation, you know, when you keep the, when you're dribbling, your shoulder is, you know, kind of da- in a down position. I mean, again, I'm no, exactly. I'm no doctor, but I do know that shoulder injuries, that's the big, that's the big, uh, the big milestone is getting that full rotation and, and getting those shots up. And I just, I don't think we've seen that from MKG yet. And I think we have a while yet to go on his injury, unfortunately. And then now the Hornets are dealing with another injury, Spencer Hawes, he uh, MCL sprain on his right knee. He will be out for the remainder of this series and reevaluated in a week's time. David, want to get your thoughts on the Hawes injury and what that does to the Hornets the rest of the way? It's not good. Um, you don't want to be losing people right now. He's such a big piece, but it is um, not one of the uh, you know more main players. So I think they're just gonna, they're going to have to deal with that and adjust, but. Uh, they'd like to get him back. He was he played some good minutes and certainly had a great um, a moment off the bench. The nom nom, uh, oh, the nom nom gift that fun. we talked about. Well, the nom nom gift, and then he had a great play in game five. The huge block on Justice Winslow. I mean, yeah. he knocked Jeez. Justice Winslow down to the ground, and then gave him a a good stare down. <laughs> That's it's a, it was a total Spencer Hawesian type play uh but i think you're i think you're right david i think his biggest contribution i mean he's obviously played great defense rebounding not really scoring a lot but i think his biggest contribution is just that he gave some valuable minutes and 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 let guys rest for 15 minutes and so now you look ahead to game six i don't think that Clifford will necessarily move anyone else into this lineup. I think you just go back to the eight-man rotation, and and you divvy up his minutes among the the bigs and the and the forwards. And you know, guys are just going to have to step up, play extra minutes, fight through the fatigue, form over fatigue. Right. That's what I always when I coached uh, uh, when I coached the five and six-year-olds. I said form over oh. fatigue, and they said when is snack time? I said no, said, form over I'm fatigue. Sorry. Where are the orange slices? <laughs> oh, listen to me. Go do some dribble drills. Um, <laughs> well, especially with Batum, right? Batum getting back. There's a few more minutes to, to go around for for guys. So, yeah, it's it's too bad. But Hawes will be over there providing a little emotional spark. You can count on it. Yeah, I mean, guys like Jeremy Lin. I think Lin played uh, over 30 minutes in in Game Five. And look, if if Wade and Johnson and other guys from Miami, if Miami simplifies their rotation and starts playing guys, you know, 35 to 40 minutes or more, then you know the Hornets will have to respond. That's you know a lot of this rotation stuff. It's a lot of hey, what's the what's the guy over there doing? Okay, they're keeping this guy in. Okay, I've got to keep my guy in. You know, it's not so. I mean, you come in with an idea. I think of. I'd like to get this kind of rotation going. But when you get into the playoffs and you've seen a team now five straight times, it becomes a a action-reaction type of thing. And, and that's what we're going to see in this game six. You know, the, the Hornets obviously want to play their game, but they don't, you know, the Miami Heat have the superstars. They have the guys in, in, in Dwayne Wade and Joe Johnson that you have to react to. Well, we don't we don't have time, unfortunately, to get to the Dwight Howard stuff. Just go on uh, at thehive dot com and and check uh, out what our there, there will be, will be yes a future there will be time. We've got recap shows uh, in the future planned, and we'll definitely get to some Dwight Howard talk. 
but it, but don't worry about that stuff. That's that's the, you, no one needs to be focused on that. The only thing you need to focus on is that the Hornets are playing an elimination game six in Charlotte, North Carolina, at Time Warner Cable Arena. Tip time eight o'clock. If you're watching at home, that uh, uh, it will be on ESPN or Fox Sports Southeast. <laughs> if you're local, if you're local, I don't know if it's going to be simulcast on ESPN or Fox Sports Southeast. But let me just say this: yeah. if you're local. Listen to Eric Collins. Like, just you do. know who we're listening to. You know who's going to be broadcasting. Yeah, listen, home. it's it's going to be a close game. I think. I don't think this is going to be a blowout for either team. So, in a close game, you got to go with Eric Collins. Watch on Fox Sports Southeast. Uh, we'll be on Twitter at Hive Talk Live and on Snapchat. We've been. I don't do Snapchat. I don't do it. But I I have I have done it for. I've been a contributor for the At The Hive Snapchat, which is uh, just at the hive, all lowercase, username. And and we all contribute. Wherever we have a couple people in the arena, wherever we are, we contribute some snaps. It's a really cool thing. I don't do it personally. It's just, I don't know. It's just too many social networks. I can only do like one or two. But I've I've been contributing. It's a really cool thing. You should check it out. It's, you know, and people from home, uh, some of our writers who are at home watching are doing it as well. And so it gives you kind of an all-around view of how we're experiencing the game. So check that out and enjoy the game. Enjoy That's that's the biggest thing I want to get across to fans is just like enjoy the hell out of this because with playoffs and, and the Charlotte Hornets, you never know what's going to happen and you never know what the future is going to hold. A lot of question marks heading into next offseason, a lot of free agents, so just enjoy every single moment, win or lose, whatever this happens. Group, yeah, just this re- group special. Yeah, this group has been special. Remember where you are. Remember the moments, and uh, of course, all hail the teal and purple. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.